Welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays, hosted by my brother Matt and myself, Steve. Good introduction. <laughs> and and uh, today, I don't know if you were aware, this is uh, World Radio Day. Even though this is a podcast, it's, I guess, somewhat related. Who um, is the person or, or council that deems each day to be a world something or other day um i don't know but uh, i think that it would probably be a uh, a a research project that i don't think uh, either of us want to undertake see my because today is world radio day here's here's my theory my theory is that it's actually radio broadcasters that come up with these days so that like DJs on the radio have something to talk about. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, well, um, not radio, but uh, we are on Twitter as well at Jays from Home. That was a terrible promotion, but uh, when is when is World Twitter Day? When is World? Tw- is that every day? Uh, I think sometimes it seems that way. Everybody tweets mm. something every day, every hour of the day. Yes. Um, so if you're going to tweet something uh, every hour of the day, pick an hour. Pick one of those hours. For, you know, maybe during the daytime is the best, and and tweet to uh, us. That, <laughs> yes, T- tell us a story on Twitter. Yeah, this is this is this is this is this is starting out smoothly. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we have uh, quite a few baseball-related things to talk about, but uh, not too much for Blue Jays, I guess. Eh? Uh, well, there's there's some there's there is some uh, a few tidbits. Not tidbits. There's there's some Blue Jays news in the past uh, couple of weeks since uh, we last uh, podcasted. Um, so yeah, but uh, let's 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 get going with our with our um, home runs and all that stuff. So yeah, um, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I I mean we might as well start with the strikeout because it's not really a surprise. Uh, no. Well, and and as as I've said, Rob Manfred has earned himself the permanent strikeout until until the the lockout is lifted uh, because, you know, that he can lift Rob Manfred and the owners can lift the lockout anytime that they want and play baseball. This lockout is all on ownership. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. You mean the owners can play baseball? They can. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's their plan. Can. They, the owners want to play the game. So they're locking out the players. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what their plan is. Uh, it would be interesting to see. Um, stolen bases definitely won't be a thing if uh, the owners are playing baseball. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, we, yesterday was a big day. Uh, we record this on Sunday, so Saturday was a big day um, when it comes to the labor negotiations. Um, Rob Manfred uh, earlier in the week said that he was going to bring uh, a big, uh, a good, no, a good uh, proposal to the players. Um, and really, they, it, it was not a good proposal. Um, it was just minor changes from the previous one. Um, well, I so, guess from so, the from his perspective, it's a good proposal. Yeah, um, and so that means that we're likely going to have a delay to the regular season of baseball, which um, is a calculated move on 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 the owner side for sure, because they um, they 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 know when 
they really when the time is for them to really make money and that's when the season will start yeah um they're they're okay with losing money and so are the players though uh yeah i guess to, so that they get what they want um the other the other thing that came out i guess it was friday um they uh or maybe it was thursday it was sometime last week but um uh manfred tried to come out and say, suggest that uh there was a big risk in owning uh, baseball teams and uh and they hired a really good investment banker to determine that uh, most owners lost money which is kind of a silly thing to to suggest because that was the lots of thing yeah there's lots of evidence to show that baseball owners and teams make a lot of money yes and i, I sent you this the other day um because atlanta is a publicly traded uh, company, I guess. Uh, technically, I'm not sure how how that works exactly, but they have to release their their um, earnings or whatever. And during, I, th- I forget what the exact number was, but during like the the um, World Series quarter or whatever it was, they made like 55 million dollars or something like that. Like they, like they, they, and that's just for one quarter of of, of the year. So they they make a lot of money. And I think um, Andrew Stoughton has tweeted like every year since the lockout the 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 jays every year since since they since rogers bought the team i mean um the jays make at least something like 90 million dollars a year just by doing nothing <laughs> well and <laughs> the thing too is that um the blue jays, or they, they gain 90 million dollars in equity i think is what it is something like that but but yeah the blue jays also owned by rogers also publicly traded company right so uh, all those details would be available to pour over and see how much money they're making or losing, whichever it happens to be. Yeah, and so it's it's it is definitely and you know like it's been gone over to death since Thursday when he said this. But um, owning a, a a baseball team or any even a professional sports team of any kind is not a risky uh, endeavor. Right, um, and and then, yeah, so it's. Very, very silly thing to to assert for sure. Um, I've, I've got more things to say about Rob Manfred, though, and, and I, 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 I reminded myself to to say this. Um, I, I just I wonder if if how much of a puppet he is for the owners because <laughs> he is their negotiator. He's he's representing the owners, and they're the ones who are implement who who want this lockout to 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 continue. So I just you know wonder like like how out of touch these owners are with modern day uh, negotiating. Like they don't seem to, to understand the fact that people uh, are on Twitter and, and are the tide is slowly turning against the owners. I think most, most hardcore baseball fans are, are supporting the players and, and owners seem to be oblivious um, of the support that the players um, have received. And they, and all of it, it's evidence in just all of their tone deaf, uh, strategies they've employed during the, the the negotiation yeah and you know what you just reminded me of a quote uh that i sent you from a toronto star article uh the quote was if baseball is turned into such a bad investment then manfred should have resigned a long time ago um, yeah. so obviously um the owners want him there uh to do whatever it is that they want because uh it's it's not a bad investment so yeah. exactly um so he's just he's just uh an empty vessel representing the, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 league, and and that's that's an even worse thing. We want we want a um, we want a commissioner who loves baseball. Um, Rob Manfred and the owners, baseball is a secondary thing. 
Anyways, um, speaking of baseball, though, one more one more negative from the ownership side that came out of the CBA is that um, they are arguing for minor leaguers to remain uh, un- unpaid during spring training. And I don't know if you've heard about all this, but like it's been established that minor leaguers basically like they can't earn a living wage when they're when they're playing in the minor leagues and nobody makes money traditionally like the 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 pros don't make money in spring training but the the minor leaguers should be should be paid uh for spring training um yeah that doesn't make any sense to me um i mean i guess if their argument is that if the major leaguers don't get paid then the minor leaguers shouldn't get paid but uh, that's not their argument you know what their argument is what's that uh, it's the experience of spring training that's the most valuable thing oh, that's oh, yes. their argument that's <laughs> that's exactly like uh uh the argument for freelance writers to uh uh to get their their work out there we're we're giving you exposure is the payment instead of money same thing happens in the in in, in the music world like I, I tweeted this before like it it sounds like it's going to turn into like a battle of the bands where like they're going to make the, the the minor league players responsible for selling their own tickets to the show even you know <laughs> yeah uh, okay so uh keeping with the lockout stuff though um there's a few notes in here we'll um we'll not go to the sacrifice yet because that is okay. also lockout related but i i tried to get you to explain this one to me though i didn't quite understand it um uh, but okay. you said uh drug testing was suspended by the mlb with the start of the lockout i don't understand is that a good or a bad thing i don't really get what the point of that is um it's a thing i don't know whether it well it could be bad if, if players are, are are starting to like take uh drug the performance enhancing drugs or whatever um and the, and the, and the 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 drug uh, testing also includes like like drugs like cocaine and things like that too. So that like if like, you know from from like just a, a ba- taking bad drugs uh, aspect, that's a bad thing. Um, but uh, I, I feel like this news was released as sort of like a, a negotiating ploy on the league's behalf because like they're saying, oh look, there's they're we're not testing, so they're implying that players are going to start you know taking performance enhancing drugs or whatever. But um, if they had kept the the, the lockout going, uh, the, the CBA, if existing CBA going without locking out the players, the drug testing would still be uh, in place. Yeah, Does that make sense. I, I I guess I just I I don't get it either because like even if they stopped doing the drug testing, it's not like like the players would want to be ready to play spring training. So once yeah, like the if, drug if, testing if, comes back into play, then if they're taking any drugs, they'd be found out. So like, I'd, yeah, they there's don't no know point anyway. They, they don't know when the, when like in theory, like Rob Manfred could magically put the existing CBA back in, in, uh, and, uh, and on, lo- and end the lockout and, and, you know, like they could be tested at any minute. So they don't know when, when the, the, the season's going to come back. So that, so taking, you know, performance enhancing drugs would probably be a bad idea. Yeah. So I, that's why I didn't really get, the how that was a or why that was a headline but anyway it was um, it was a negotiating tactic in my mind so anything that to do with the cba that that paints players negatively is is the owners uh negotiating basically in in, in the press gotcha um so sacrifice this was a weird one uh yeah so dante bichette had to resign his position with the blue jays so that he could um train with uh with Bo Bichette yeah because um players aren't allowed to have contact with 
teams in the in, in terms of the lockout. So um, in order to to work with his son, Dante Bichette had to resign from the Blue Jays coaching staff. Well, so to do that, like without getting in trouble, basically, right? Like that's yeah, exactly. He could so, have worked without resigning, but then someone would find out, right? Yeah, yeah. So but I guess so that's, it's, it's that's a it's, player it's, it's, uh, tactic, like uh, a negotiation tactic, right? Like that's why well, I think, it came I, out. I um, maybe, but I, I, it's it's interesting news from a Blue Jays standpoint, and it, I, I'm putting it as a sacrifice because it's 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 a sacrifice because he has to lose his job, but it's a positive that he gets to keep working with Bo Bichette on 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 his swing, you know. I I feel like he would probably get hired back by the Blue Jays. Like I don't. Well, think yeah, that's I, they be probably like would 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 wait a little bit, maybe though. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, home run then. Why don't we go to that? So. Um, I I see that the comment is universal DH. So is that an official thing? Like, is that for sure happening? So. Regardless, I believe of the so. I believe so. That is that is for sure happening. Um, because because that's something that uh, both the players and the owners uh, seem to agree with. It so it's not really a, can it can't really be used as a as a as a bargaining chip really. So so we're we're no longer going to see pitchers hit unless it's Shohei Otani. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair though, he wouldn't be hitting on the same days that he's pitching right he does he does there's a special rule i forgot exactly how it works and it actually messed around with last year's version of like mlb the show or something for some reason but when when he when he pitches he also hits oh well actually no i think what it is the rule is is that if you it's it's something to do with substituting your dh like there's something you can can do with substitution well no um it's something to do with the with the substitution rules, like you lose your DH if you make some sort of substitution. Like I think maybe if it's you change, if you put your pitcher in as DH or something and, and you take like it, it, it's something with a double switch. (laughs) Like it's, it's very complicated. I I don't remember the exact rule, but I know that the reason uh, it is possible for an American league team to play without a DH because of, like whatever substitution they're working with. Well, traditionally the DH is, well, traditionally like the, the for like I think ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time it's been used, uh, the DH has been used to uh, for a player to bat in the pitcher spot. Yeah, so yeah. The DH is the pitcher spot in the lineup. Well, and so if you if you if you take out the DH, then that means the pitcher is 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 you don't have a DH in the in, in the lineup. Yeah, I I think it's I. I th- so I'm not researching this at all. I'm going off the top of my head, but I think the way it works is that if you do a a, a double switch or whatever and you want your DH to play in a position on the field, I think that's where it comes in where like you're switching your um I, I don't know. There's some there's some sort of I think weird they play without role. a DH when he pitches. I think yeah. that's what happens. Anyway, um yeah. either way it's possible to it's still possible to play without a DH, but but not not ideal in most in in, in almost every single case, unless your name is uh, if your name is not Shohei Otani, it's not ideal to 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 have a pitcher batting. Right. Okay. Um. Well, that's uh, that's the the main three. So we we got other notes here. That's that's right. I forgot there was some more Blue Jays related stuff. Yeah. There's some some there was some information about uh, the prospects. Uh, Keith Law released his top 100 prospects. Um, I don't know. 
a few weeks ago, last week or the or this past week, something like that. And four Blue Jays uh, made the top 100 prospect list. Uh, Gabriel Marino, uh, Orelvis Martinez, Kevin Smith. That was the surprising one for me. And Jordan Groshans. Yeah, Kevin Smith. I didn't know that uh, he switched from directing to baseball. Yeah, uh, he wasn't even <laughs> supposed to come into work today. Um, yeah, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Kevin Smith comes in at... Well, I'll go give the rankings here. Gabriel Marina came in at number six overall, which is which is super awesome that uh, he's that high. Aurelvis Martinez uh, came in at number forty-four. The interesting thing about Aurelvis Martinez is like the, like uh, Keith Law's projection of of his hitting tools. I guess like he can be a really good like sounds like he he could be a really good third baseman and like hit for power and and, and do really well. Uh, Kevin Smith, he's already seen some time with the Blue Jays last year, so that that was just exciting to hear and jordan groshans is is is, is his stock is rising i guess too so so um yeah um and we all we 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 all know the hype on gabriel marino like it's going to be really uh interesting to see uh if he gets to uh play this year for the jays um i'm yeah, so that, that's that's going to be neat to hear. Um, and as well, um, their farm system, uh, out of all the teams, was ranked number five. Uh, yeah. Right, and I think before you said that they, oh yeah, in the uh, in the rankings, they were number three last year. Yeah, well, that I, it's hard to compare last year to this year because, like, you know, teams can rise and fall. It doesn't mean that their 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 system is any worse. It just means that other systems could be more improved too. You know, right? And well, and I think my comment to you was that it makes sense that they've dropped because they have fewer prospects through either trades or uh, players graduating from the farm system. Yeah, like they traded away Austin Martin, but in in exchange for him. They got uh, Jose Barrios and 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 they extended him. So that was def- definitely, in in hindsight, definitely worth the trade that a lot of people were were upset about. Right. Yeah. I I, I think I still think that trade was probably a good thing. Well, definitely a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So number Any... five, number five overall out of thirty teams. So that's that's I think that's good because like I, and I said this before, I, I really like that blue that that. But when a team like uh, like the Blue Jays are doing now, um, I, I would call this like kind of like the the LA Dodgers model, um, where they they are their their farm system is strong, so they have a pipeline of players coming in. But at the same time, they uh, they can they have the, the the capital to kind of uh, sign players and, and and bring in players via trade as well. So it's kind of like working well. It's it's, it's kind of like a, a cyclical kind of kind of uh, Rube Goldberg kind of machine where like as one player leaves and other players fills in and the and the and the uh the, the the farm system keeps on just rejuvenating itself yeah and uh the blue jays are also not only relying on the farm system though too that's the other part of it they're getting yeah. free agent signings they're trading yeah so yeah so it's, it's like it's like a well-oiled machine or they're 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 they're, they're tending to the farm well they're they're, they're they've got a good uh hydration system going <laughs> Well, that's that. That's good. Um, okay. Any other Jays things? I didn't see. Um, I don't think so. Um, no, I did. I did notice though. Just off the top of my head, I think some people were talking about how um, Carlos Carlos Delgado was should get um, a, a look um, by the um, Veterans Committee uh, 
from the Hall of Fame, uh, just because he he was dropped off the ballot too too soon. That's that's something that I saw. I, like again, we don't do research on this podcast, so I, I can't tell you any more than that because I don't know what his his, yeah. his career right. stats are. But I think this is what, that's what I was sort of trying to get at last last time. Like there was something about Delgado being dropped off the ballot or something. Uh, during the voting, so yeah, there was a uh, FanGraphs article recently that I that I saw that that, that mentioned it, or, or I think it was FanGraphs or, or Baseball Prospectus or something like that. Yeah, see, I don't I don't read that stuff, so that's that's my level. Well, I didn't really research. read it either. I just saw the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, going back to minor league stuff. Uh, speaking of farm systems, uh, your note here um, about the Chicago White Sox. What are they? Doing? Oh yeah. They're requiring all of their minor leaguers to get uh, the COVID booster, so that's that's competitive advantage right there. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, that isn't a requirement from all teams, but uh, that's that's very good that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, I just thought that was a, a nice piece of news. Um, yeah, so that's that's that's. <laughs> I guess that's not controversial for the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, now th- you are. I, I would say these two notes uh, you've listed as uh, some negatives, but I, I think it's just um, another inevitable thing with what's going on in, in sports in general right now. But um, this one, I don't think you sent this one to me, but the Nationals opened a gambling venue. Yeah, they opened uh, It's basically like part of their ballpark, I guess. And the, yeah, the, the people can like bet in games. Like the the, the problem is that there's not enough transparency um, on the MLB side. Like uh, it was uh, revealed last season that they were working with two different types of baseballs. And when it comes to gambling, you know, like that, it's, it's not that it, it might not be something that they did on purpose to, to like deceive gamblers, but you need to be able to know, know what kind of a, a result is going to happen when a player does something as basically hit the ball and you're going to bet whether he gets a, a home run or a strikeout by example. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but I, I and, yeah. and traditionally baseball has been anti-gambling, anti-gambling, anti-gambling up until like five years ago. Um, well, maybe that uh, to turn it into a positive, will that mean maybe they'll, uh, they'll put Pete Rose in the hall of fame? No, that's separate. That's separate because he 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 was suspended for gambling, but uh, he he kind of uh, it was more how he treated the the, the situation that he was uh, than 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 like the actual situation itself. If he apologized and was like contrite, like he would be in the Hall of Fame by now. But he he basically like just you know. Uh, treated the commissioner at the time with with disrespect and 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 has has kept it up until this this day like if he if he was was apologetic and 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 contrite like at, at the time or even maybe even five years ago or whatever um he maybe he'd be in the hall of fame but uh it's it's not it's not it's gambling is is maybe half of the reason why he's not in the hall of fame all right all right well uh i i just think that that's um probably the first of many venues that's gonna do open oh yeah a gambling venue because um i think in ontario here they haven't officially allowed sports betting yet um but like the senators are sponsored they have uh what is it bet99.net or something oh that's they're right. an official sponsor like they're on the helmets they're on the ice um i would imagine the only thing stopping them from opening a gambling venue at the canadian tire center is probably because they're not allowed yet 
Yeah, yeah, I would guess so. Um, yeah, for sure. And 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 the like, I guess uh, profits from gambling don't count as baseball revenue as well. So that's another kind of iffy thing. Like if if the teams are profiting off of gambling, shouldn't the players have 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 a part of that profit? Yeah, I that's I don't know how to respond to that one, but um... the answer is the, the, the it should be an equal partnership. <laughs> uh, well, th- there could be some optics though behind that because like um i don't know oh, like I because 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 if, if if no but that's that's if if like kind of you're kind of talking like insider trading i guess like like we're like or, I, or like the I black Sox scandal but yeah that's but kind of what it, i was it, getting at but w- couldn't owners and like couldn't that be another reason owners like maybe o- owners might try to get the coach to like play a certain player or not like i think that um the situations where um are, are so like kind of micro that people are betting on like i said like people are betting on specific at bats that like i don't know like you can't like rely on a player to, uh, in a specific instance to to like throw in at bat because he knows like his uncle is betting like 10 billion dollars on it i think uh, <laughs> you know like that 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 might uh uh and, and and they've already jumped into, into into that situation. They've already jumped into bed with the gambling industry. So they you can't just like lock out the players from the profits because baseball uh, is allowing gambling. Like if 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 the owners are profiting, then the players deserve to have an equal uh, share of that profit as well. Well, I think probably it's best if, though if the players leave that off the table because I think that might. Um, that might be something in the negotiations that would be a big sticking point for the owners. And it's probably not, um, it, I, I would say maybe something to look to for the next CBA. No, I like, well, I don't know. I don't know exactly how they're, how it's worded in the CBA. I, 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 I uh, disagree. Like if they can, if there's an, uh, if there's revenue that's related to baseball, the players, uh, deserve to have, uh, a part of that revenue that's that's just you know yeah. okay well i i guess in the end too it probably depends on how they have it structured within their uh their uh like if it's is it owned by the nationals or is it they've they're leasing out a space to a gambling company i don't know but i that's, either, that's either more way. research yeah um so so yeah speaking of the nats more I, I i guess it's i thought maybe it was a way to hide money per se but i not really but they're they're partnering up with the cryptocurrency so i guess they're gonna like allow people to pay with like you know bitcoin to to get at, at the stadium or whatever yeah i don't understand cryptocurrency i mean like there's bitcoin atms all over the place well like, people people work, like but... invest in bitcoin in order to like basically like people say it's like a way of laundering your your money basically yeah, i don't know uh, but and, actually and, you know what's and it's, it's, it's very shady in that in that regard it's it's a little surprising though that um that n- now that i think of it because didn't the mlb team up with the cryptocurrency or something yeah. so yeah there was like some like like uh they were were, i forget what exactly it was but they were teasing it with like a picture of the moon or something yeah i don't know but it's it just seems weird that the nationals would be able to team up with a different cryptocurrency uh and you know i don't i I, I don't know why the mlb wouldn't see that as like a conflict of interest or something but i i don't know but and i guess another speaking of cryptocurrencies they're, they're they're talking about like do like selling nfts of like highlights or something i <laughs> see and i don't understand those either as long as they don't right. try to pay the players in cryptocurrency i think we're okay 
Yeah. Well, some players might want cryptocurrency. I don't know. But yeah, like I, I don't understand the whole point of NFTs. Like it's it's just a digital version of something. I don't even know. Like people are selling like like monkeys smoking like cigarettes and looking like tough or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's something I probably will uh, try and research at a later date, but uh, it's not. I'm not even going to put soon. any mental energy into NFTs. <laughs> I would probably just try and find like a an article that just does like the basic explanation and not go any further than that. That's fine. The basic explanations don't make any sense. So and 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 that's why you have to leave it at the basic explanations and, and just stop going there because I really don't understand the people like Twitter. Like half of my Twitter feed is just people like like saying oh NFTs for sale blah 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 like and I, I don't want that. No, not really. Uh, okay, let's end the baseball notes then on a positive note. Um, yeah, it has nothing to do with NFTs or cryptocurrency, um, but uh, we have. Jeff Francis elected to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, former Colorado Rocky, uh, Jeff Francis. I believe he's uh, a BC uh, product uh, of, of, of on the baseball pipeline. But yeah, he's uh, he just recently retired in the past like 10 years or so. But uh, yeah, that's just a nice positive thing to, to see. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So is that... Um... Is that the 2021 Hall of Fame? Class I believe it's 2022. I'm just clicking on the link right now. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, I, well, I think te- it's the 2021 class, is what okay. they're saying. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry. Class of 2022. There, there it is. There it All is. right. Well, that's, so, that's, yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, he was born in Vancouver. And he grew up in Delta, BC, and yeah, he played for the Rockies, and he played, yeah, he played for the Royals, Rockies. Okay, Reds, I thought the, Jays, I thought Yankees. that he played for the Royals because he I, played for the Jays as well. I don't really remember that. I don't remember that, but I do. I was gonna say like, oh, he played for the Royals, didn't he? But so when you said the Rockies, I don't I, remember him as a Royal. I remember like the Rockies is, is like the team I picture when you say Jeff Francis. I, I picture him as a Rocky. Well, maybe the, the Royals were at the end of his career, which is probably why I remember it. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing if they're going chronologically, they, he was they're the second team after the Rockies that he played for. But like, who knows how long he played? Oh, Let's see if his bio says here. They're giving his bio. Uh, Just quickly scrolling. Uh, This is no, they're not really saying. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, congratulations to Jeff Francis on making it to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. And uh, just to close things out, the Blue Jays. Let's let's do yeah. Do our Blue Jays look ahead? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, What's happening next week? Still not playing next week. Okay. They are still a team, however. They are yes. Yes. Are they going to turn into an NFT? Is that what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, let's let's check in with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, so you, they they've kind of been playing uh, 500 hockey in in the last little while because I, I just before we started recording. I was uh, counting up their wins and losses over the last two weeks, and it looks like they're three and three. Basically, uh, there's a game today, Sunday at twelve thirty, uh, which is also very weird because that's two twelve thirty p.m. games in a row. Like they played yesterday, Saturday at twelve thirty. Maybe the Olympics and, have something to do with that. Um, you know, that's that's possible, but I I think it's also mainly like the Senators organization. They they requested early afternoon schedules so that they get I think in the regional s- broadcast rates. yes yeah, yeah. And, and in the states um like the twelve thirty start time is more 
like I, I, I like if I see like two American teams playing, usually like the, it starts at twelve thirty. Like they, yeah. the the Americans like like their their hockey a little about a half hour earlier. Actually, than so today's today's game time start probably makes more sense because is today not the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes, that too. <laughs> I don't that watch too. that, so I'm not 100% on top of it. Um, so just quickly, their results. They had uh, a, a 3-2 overtime win versus Edmonton, 4-1 to loss against the Islanders. And then the, the next night, I think it was back-to-back, they had 4-1 to win versus New Jersey, uh, a 4-3 to win versus Carolina. And uh, apparently this season, so that was their last game against the Hurricanes, They've oh. taken five points out of a possible six against Carolina, and they're a really good they're team a good this team, year. Eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they lost two to nothing versus Pittsburgh, but the positive out of that is that Sidney Crosby didn't get his 500th goal against. Why the is Senators. that positive that he did? Because well, he didn't oh, score. Because he didn't score. Yeah. Because see, the 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 thing with the Senators over the years is they they are uh, a team that for some reason a lot of players have milestones against uh, against the senators or you know goalies tend to have really good debuts against the senators or uh you know maybe a player in a long slump they they finally break out of it against the senators so it's it's kind of nice to have the team deny a, a milestone yeah. or if so, you're bill mcculton get traded to the senators you don't score the entire season i think he had one goal I don't, one I don't goal know. okay <laughs> yeah. um but uh interesting though is that um uh that uh, or sorry, I just found that interesting. I think Crosby is still stuck at four ninety nine. I haven't really. I, I think we would have seen some big headlines, uh, maybe a breaking news alert. Crosby scores five hundred goals, but anyway. Hey, here, um, as an aside, do you think? And, and because they're playing uh, Washington today, do you think uh, Ovechkin's going to overtake uh, Gretzky's uh, goal record? I don't think so. Um, no, but uh, I, I'm not sure Isn't how he long. Close? I, I I don't know what the record is, so. It's it's eight, I want to say off the top of my head eight hundred and ninety four. Let's see what Wayne Gretzky's. Okay, well, while you're doing that, um, something I didn't know is that Zdeno Chera is still playing this year. He is with the Islanders, the team yeah, that yeah, drafted yeah. him. Exactly. So I was a little surprised to see that when I was watching the Islanders game. Like there's there was a really tall defenseman playing, and I thought it said Chera, and then I realized that oh yeah, he's he signed with the Islanders this year. I didn't know that he was with Washington last year. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So update, update. I was correct. It is eight hundred and ninety-four. Um, so let's just. And I know I said we don't do research, but let's just check in on Ovechkin's goal goal uh, number here. Um, okay. Well, uh, just just to to recap though, yesterday uh, the twelve thirty game yesterday was a two nothing loss versus Boston. Okay. Okay. So so Ovechkin has seven hundred and fifty two goals. That's that's a lot. Um, he's fourth on the all-time list behind Yarmir Jaeger with 766, Gordie Howe with 801, and Gretzky with 894. So he needs about 150 goals or so to overtake that record. And he's he's still in his mid-30s. And so, like, five seasons worth of, of hockey, he could, I think yeah, he maybe. could do it. I, I think, though, uh, from what I understand, he's playing a lot more defensively uh these days like he still gets his offensive numbers but i think he's kind of developed more of a defensive uh, two-way game so he's not like solely focused on scoring goals i don't know i i, I well let's 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 uh five years from now let's re- reconvene and, and, and see what happens <laughs> all right well hopefully the senators can uh, have a good game against the capitals maybe they can allow ovechkin to score a goal or two but still 
I, I'm going to say maybe they'll come out and, uh, and they'll they'll push it to overtime at least. I feel like Ovechkin plays well against Ottawa, usually. I think we've established that he plays well against a lot of teams. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so yeah, that does it for the hockey. I, I have some questions because um, I, I watched uh, Back to the Future on Friday night. And I, and, and I just had a couple of questions that popped into my mind. And I think that it's one of your favorite movies. So I figured you would be the authority to, to answer on this one. Um Doc Brown, it's been established he comes from old money because like he he lived in this big mannerly house that he sold off in order to kind of fund his yeah his, he sold uh, off to Burger King actually if you yeah. if you watch carefully but anyway yeah but anyways it's, it seems that his family like has old money so why um, is there no mention of his family in in part three when they go to the old west because you'd think that his family would be like still um, established so actually there's a quick cor- correction um, his his house burned down, and there's implications that he he burned it down himself for the insurance money, uh, oh. and then he sold the land to Burger King. But anyway, um, there, it you, is. Ex- how, how do you know his house burned down? I didn't. Uh, even... There's a newspaper clipping uh, in one of the, um, I think it's in the opening scene, oh, with, maybe with, where, the with all the and clocks, and they're panning across, and um, I there's didn't like an article that. about the house burning down. Um, but uh, part three, it does establish this. His family hadn't like so when they um, when they see his gravestone in in part three uh, and see the year of his death, they ta- they mention that the von Braun family is his original family. They hadn't arrived in America by then. Oh, okay. So, so I, I I'm not familiar with the canon enough to to to. Well, clearly you haven't no. watched. I mean, you, you need to actually watch part three in order to get the answer instead of just watching part one. Okay, well, uh, I'll have to do that. Um, I'll have to watch part two. I, the, I also though. think that part three is uh, the superior sequel to part two. In I mean, part two, when you're a kid, it's all really cool with all the it's future futuristic. stuff. Yeah. But uh, part three is, I, I, I find it um, a, better, uh, a better movie because it kind of runs parallel to part one in like in terms of the story but anyway uh we're not here to talk about back to the future but you have another well, but i have one more question about i have one more question about back to the because in in when they're in back to the future when they're like kind of in his, his his garage workshop there's a saxophone hanging up on the on the wall does does he play saxophone and does he jam with marty at some point well i assume he plays the saxophone if he owns one but uh I well, maybe doubt... there's some like scientific experiment. Uh, maybe you can time travel with a saxophone. Maybe that. Maybe I don't know. Well, I will tell you that there are a series of comic books that uh, expand on the Back to the Future universe. So perhaps you can uh, you can go and find them and see if he ever plays the saxophone in them or jams with Marty. Uh, or maybe, if you if you say that his family came from Germany, maybe maybe they made their fortune because they uh, somehow. A uh, new uh, inventor of the saxophone, Adolf Sax. So maybe there's some 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 crossover there. Maybe they made their fortune selling saxophones. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's also possible it's just decoration because if you go into uh, um, some stores, they have non-functional trumpets for uh, decoration. Non-functional trumpets. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, maybe they have toddlers because that's the best kind of uh, trumpet for a toddler. It's the non-functional type. All right. Well, any other Back to the Future notes, questions, or uh, or are you good? Um, I think I'm good. Like I sent you an article uh, that I, I read a theory that that 
Doc Brown kills Marty so that he doesn't meet himself in the uh, time continuum or whatever. Oh, but yeah. you, I, I think you, that doesn't you, make you any sense. that theory? That doesn't yeah, make sense? that doesn't make any sense. The only reason Marty comes back is because he tries to come back early to warrant to save Doc. And he the car fails, which is why he arrives too late to save Doc. So anyway. It's yeah, all... And I also don't understand how that, how that, like when he sends his dog, I think he should send his dog ahead in time so that because like i don't because like the time would well he does he sends him uh he sends him a, um ahead and his clock oh, okay. is missing oh, it's like when we that. it's like when we uh uh for daylight savings times when we uh when we jump ahead an hour or the end of daylight saving time sorry um or sorry no it is the start of daylight savings times anyway we're in standard right, well, we, right now but if you lose an hour that. when you jump ahead so yes. that's that's the answer. We've we've spent enough time on the, on that conversation. Okay, so uh, why don't we uh, talk about some personal stuff to wrap things up? Okay, uh, you go first. Uh, all right, um, let's. Uh, I, I've I didn't put this order in there. I think this was just from my. Uh, I just entered the notes here, based on where they showed up in in the. In mm-hmm. the shared note file, so it seems like sacrifice was what I had listed first. Uh, warmer weather, which actually doesn't apply today anymore because we no. had a flash freeze uh, or something like that. It's it's uh, colder, not as cold as it was before, but uh, all last week here it was it was pretty warm and things were melting. Yes, um, it's it's nice change to have a bit of warmer weather, but uh, it's I don't entirely like it because that makes the the everything on the ground really gross and wet and everything's melting and uh and it's it's not quite time for winter to end so when things warm up and then we get uh, a freeze like this again then it it makes things even worse uh, i'm so, always ready for winter to end if it, if it was yesterday that would be the perfect time for winter to end no i i i've still got uh i still got winter uh left to go through like uh, I, i'd like to do to have a little bit of more winter to go like we can we can talk about warmer weather at the end of february that's that's the appropriate time okay we'll talk about the warmer weather at the end of february i'll put a note on that um okay so my sacrifice i'll see your sacrifice with my sacrifice is that i will not be watching the super bowl uh tonight for the for the first time in 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 years i think i watch it every year but uh yeah i'm not gonna watch the super bowl tonight i i don't see how that's a sacrifice because uh football is not really all that uh, interesting to me but anyway to 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 you i i do enjoy watching football but i've just kind of fell out of following uh the nfl like i i don't really know any of the players any of the 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 teams like it's it's cincinnati and the la rams facing off against each other like I, i didn't even realize cincinnati was a good team yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, the easy way to run that is is to just never follow football in the first place. You don't have to worry about falling out of uh, falling out of knowledge of it or whatever. Well, yeah, I just don't have like the, it's it's more the timing for me. Like I, I I followed football before I had kids because you know like football's on 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 Sunday afternoon, but. You know, I can't watch sports. It's very, very difficult for me to watch sports uh, during the daytime because uh, that gets in the way of bubble guppies or whatever the kids want to want to do. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm just uh, my sacrifice is I'm not going to watch uh, football, uh, th- th- watch the Super Bowl tonight. And like, you know, like I, 
people always like hype the commercials or whatever. Like, but like in Canada, we don't get the the same versions of the commercials, and you don't really like. I don't remember any of the commercials from last year's Super Bowl, and and well, you yeah, can like, always they, they they always appear online later. So if you hear about a really uh, yeah. good one, you can watch it later. Uh, but, but yeah, they're, they're commercials. They're commercials. They're, they, they're 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 selling a product. I don't, I don't that I'm not going to buy. Like, what are they going to do? Like, tell me that like Pepsi still exists? Well, it's it's. I think it's just like because it's a, a, on a big stage that they pay a lot of money for them, and they tend to be a little more creative than uh, than regular commercials. So I think it's more like. Um, they're more like mini TV shows than with with sponsored content in them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 uh, a little o- overhyped. I think I think um, speaking of TV shows, when they when they when they when they had that This Is Us episode after the Super Bowl to tell you how how Jack finally finally died and 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 scarred us all against pressure uh, uh, slow cookers. Uh, that was that was the maybe that's maybe I'm 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 just scarred for life because of it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the the one one really good thing about the Super Bowl, especially if you're not watching it. Um, so we're going to go grocery shopping later. I imagine most people have already done a lot of their shopping and they're not going to be around the store to uh, to get in our way. So that's true. Um, and, and I found, I've found, um, cause I, 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 my plan is to make chili tonight. I've found that like whenever, if I remember out of chili and it's a Super Bowl, it is very difficult to find chili powder, um, at the grocery store on, on, on Super Bowl Sunday. That's weird that it's, that it's hard to find it on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, like cause... or like the weekend of Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, that's enough Super Bowl talk or uh, superb owl talk. Yes. yes um, yes, yes. my strikeouts for the last two weeks is the ministry of transportation uh in ontario um so had uh had a couple of things happen um it was, might actually be more appropriate to be a sacrifice but i i will i think it's a strikeout so on um on february 3rd i think i have the date right it was a thursday anyways i got a letter from the ministry of transportation telling me that my license was suspended because they hadn't received a medical report uh, that they had asked for as a follow-up after um, my Uh-oh. license was uh, approved or reinstated. But the the date of the letter was January 17th, and the suspension was effective January 27th. So <laughs> I didn't get the notice that I my license was suspended until a week later, basically. Um, so that's, that's why it's a strikeout, because... Uh, I could have been pulled over for and and given a ticket for a suspended license, and there's no way to prove that I didn't know because um, it's not like I had to sign for the letter or anything. Um, but on a positive note, um, so oh, the other part of the strikeout why it's a strikeout is because I got confirmation from my doctor's office that they did submit the report uh, and they got confirmation back from the ministry. So obviously, somewhere someone in the ministry didn't properly file it or something or maybe they never got to it but um on the positive side of it which is why it's i could also list it as a sacrifice is that uh i was able to they have an email address that you can submit reports directly to so i did that because i had a copy of it and i called and within like an hour of calling they called me back to say that the uh the license was reinstated so um that so i'm good to go now but what makes it a strikeout again is that within a week I got two letters from the Ministry of Transportation telling me that my license was reinstated, whereas it took 
a week for them or two weeks for them to send me the notice that my license was suspended. So it's not very efficient. Maybe they just don't like sending bad news in the mail. So they just kind of take their time (laughs) with it. I don't know. I think, I think either way that they are not very organized there. Um, I, you could make the argument that they are busier than ever. And that's why they're trying to push people to do their online services for license renewals and sticker license plate, sticker renewals. But, uh, I, I think for things like that, they, they should be a lot more organized and maybe, maybe, you know, with, uh, mail delays, they could send something out as priority mail. Uh, that might be a good idea, but obviously since I got the, the letter of reinstatement so quickly, they can, they can send letters quickly. Yes. Well, I think it's also more important to know that you're reinstated as soon as possible. But yeah, I think they just don't like sending bad news. It's kind of a passive aggressive uh, tactic, but that is what the Ministry of Transportation um, is, is fueled by. Not, not, uh, not, not passion for their job, but passive ag- aggressive aggressiveness is, is how they uh, get by. Um, all right. So my, my strikeout um, is, is, is that uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but, but children grow. Uh, as they as they get older, that's t- uh, that tends to happen. Yeah, yeah. So my strikeout is is, is toddler arms getting longer. Um, they I feel like every day they're able to reach for something new. So like counter space becomes like a lot more difficult to like use in my house uh, because these toddler arms keep on getting longer and more able to reach things. So obviously you need to start chaining everything up, uh, in your house and just not be able to use anything without a, without a key of some sort. Well, that's basically, yeah, like we have all these like magnetized childproof cabinets that they can't get into. Um, but yeah, like, like like just today, like I noticed that Leo can, can uh, and he, he, I guess you'd call him a preschooler now, but Leo can reach the uh, tap in the sink just by, by, by like with his arm. Um, and Bo has, has, has um, we have, we keep the baby monitor on, on, on one of our, our, our cabinets or whatever. And he, he opens up the door. And steps up and can grab the the baby monitor and then then they just go crazy and, and throw it and break it and the batteries go everywhere so so yeah toddler arms getting longer is my strikeout so I've got to figure out a way to shorten their arms somehow or 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 I don't know like get maybe more get them space. like tighter clothing that like restricts their movements I don't know okay well that well that sort of is happening because as their toddler arms grow longer their 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 clothing that fits uh, less well. <laughs> Uh, well, good luck with that. Um, my home run, uh, it feels like a long time ago now, but uh, um, it was actually the day after our last podcast, I decided to, uh, I, it was, I still had a vacation day. Uh, I went for a skate on the Rideau Canal and decided to skate the entire length. Uh, I, I skated the entire length plus a little bit because I didn't get on right at the zero kilometer mark downtown. I got on somewhere, maybe I think it was, two two to three or two to four kilometers outside of downtown so i skated downtown of, and skated is back the, is the edge of the earth at zero kilometer like is that like where like the earth ends <laughs> no that's where the where the official canal route and or starts is zero kilometers uh so yeah i skated the entire length and i did that in in with, with factoring in uh, a break i took a little break at dow's lake um i think I can't remember the exact time right now, but I think it was something like, uh, it was under 40 minutes anyways. I thought it was going to take me like 45 minutes. So probably 
if you took out the break, it took like 35 minutes or something. How, sorry, how many kilometers is that? Uh, 7.8. Okay. That's slightly, slightly uh, faster than my, my, my running pace. I can do seven kilometers in about, I would say, 45 to 50 minutes running. Well, the, the thing with skates, though, uh, compared to running is that it's, Yes, you're using your legs to propel yourself, but you do a lot of gliding on your skates, so it makes it a little bit easier. That's true. That's true. Okay, so that's that's good. Um, so speaking of Dow's Lake, um, this Wednesday, my home run is that uh, Krista and I are going to be spending our uh, celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary, and we got married 20 years ago at the Dow's Lake Pavilion. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there. You were you were not yet old <laughs> enough to drink. I think like some of our wedding party guests, or, uh, maybe Eric Bowman in particular, were, were trying to get you uh, off, offer you drinks. I think. Uh, yeah, it sounds about right, but I wasn't too worried about it then. Yeah. So so that was twenty years ago. We are uh, getting old now. You uh, recently announced that you are are getting married. Do you have any questions about about uh, marriage that I, I can impart? Because twenty years is 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 a long time. No, not really, because uh, we've we've pretty much been living as married for the last like uh, fourteen, fifteen years. So it's it's not really much different. According to Canada Revenue, we're basically married. So. Well, do you have any tax questions about marriage then for me? Nope. We're covered. Okay. Okay. Um, my, my, my one piece of advice is never go to bed hungry. <laughs> I, I don't usually worry about that. Okay. Well, so yeah. So uh, happy anniversary, Krista, because I know that you are listening at this point if you haven't already tuned out from the hockey segment. Um, but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to have, a, I guess, a low-key anniversary because uh, downtown, we, 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 we wanted to maybe try to go... Uh, to the canal, but I think that uh, some some certain trucker racist terrorists are preventing anybody from doing an, any sort of uh, activities of that nature. You know so what? Think- if if you get on the canal at uh, it's Bronson, the, there's a parking lot on uh, right off Colonel By. The entrance is Bronson. That's right across from Dow's Lake. That's a good spot to get on. Yeah, I I, I can't skate anyways though. It's, we I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you can so, walk. I think we're just going to have a nice little lunch because uh, it's a, it's the middle of the week so it's kind of difficult to to do too too much uh we're gonna have a nice little lunch at uh, cafe 692 and uh yeah um it'd be it'd be nice to do something big but i think i think later in the night when the kids go to sleep we're gonna we're gonna um uh, do some artwork we're gonna paint uh some specific uh memories of of our of our our travels that we've gone to um and uh we're gonna watch the movie the producers because we went to Toronto. Uh, the Mel Brooks uh, version. Yeah, the Mel. Oh no, 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 no. The um, the the like the um, well, I guess they're both. They're all. Well, they're yeah. all Mel Brooks versions. The the the, the modern one uh, with the with, most uh, recent one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With with Matthew Broderick, because uh, we uh, we went to Toronto right after the 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 SARS pandemic was was lifted. They were giving people good deals to go to Toronto the year after we got married. So when we saw the producers, <laughs> uh, starring Mark Cullen. Uh, well, coincidentally, the Ontario government wants to pay people to uh, travel in Ontario. So if you go anywhere and uh, have any have a stay in Ontario, you can uh, you can get a tax credit the the following year. So there well, you go. I know, there's like, some tax like advice for camping. For camping, I, I saw that. Um, I might I might end up just saving that for for your wedding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any limit. There probably is a dollar limit, but I, I think you can submit 
as much as you want. I don't think it has to be one one specific stay. So it, there's right. some tax advice to finish right. off. So the so episode. that's that's uh, I'm sure that's why people are tuning in and staying right to the end is for tax advice. So thank you uh, uh, all uh, CPAs who listen to this uh, podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next time. Hopefully there'll be some baseball happening or at least some news. Minor league baseball. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Okay. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.